0: Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here, joining you with another amazing episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. It's such a great pleasure to have you joining us today, our audience, wherever you're listening today, in the car, at home while you're cleaning the house, whatever it is, we're so grateful to have you join the Family of Faith and Family Fellowship. And today, we have another amazing guest, Paul Nu. Paul, <laughs> oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here today, all the way from China. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good, good evening. This is the night in China. Yeah, of course, of course. We're We're very far <laughs> from each other, but the technology is amazing. So... Yeah. You are in China today, and you have been working with a school in China, a business in China, and I'm really interested to hear about that. But most importantly, your testimony, your Christian testimony. You have so many things to share with our audience today. And I'm not going to waste any time. I'm just going to give you the opportunity right now to just share with our audience who you are, some of those testimonies to glorify God.
2: Well, I actually operated the Christian orphanage for eight years in China. So our students are from over China, every almost every province of China. Uh, some of them are from divorced families. Some of them they don't have to have family. They don't have parents. And some of their parents are in the jail and uh, con- condemned criminals. So they had a very difficult life uh, before i went to work for the orphanage i had a greater uh, testimony to change me and uh, make me understand the salvation and how you can come into the salvation that changed my life mm-hmm. so i would like to share that story to our audience today Dallas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so amazing. So tell us a little bit about the beginning of your life. How did you become a Christian as well, Paul? You know, my grandma, my father's mother, was the first
2: Christian in Anhui province probably 60 or 70 years ago. And when the missionary came to that area, she was baptized as the first Christian. So, but my father was not Christian, so I didn't know much about her story until I visited her hometown. Probably that was the connection. But I had a lot of stories in my childhood. uh, I remember things so early, probably two or three years Mm -hmm. old, I could remember a lot of things. And that time I usually uh playing around in the mountainside by myself so i was inspired by the amazing amazing universe the birds the trees and uh, and all those stuff so i realized there must be something someone created perfectly this world hmm. i didn't know who he is but i know there was one someone's yeah yeah someone someone is the is like a creator and then in, during that time China was in the great uh, cultural revolution, so everyone considered China mao. Have you ever heard of Chairman mao in China? Mm, I'm not sure I'm not sure Tell me a little he bit was, more about it and maybe yeah he was the founder he was the founder of the the new china since 1949 and so everyone believed and oh the country made everyone believe he was like a god a savior for china it's, he, he was he was a person like a god so <clears throat> in my young age my young brain i was uh, misled by that whole atmosphere that uh, he was that creator mm-hmm. Tianmen Mao decided everything. He made the heaven and the earth. He made the bird. He made all the children began to speak a little bit in their one year old. And then when I was four years old, he passed away. So that was like a disaster in the whole nation.
3: Mm, and then my
2: young, then my young religion developed by myself was cracked.
3: Mm.
2: So I was lost. So I was so much afraid of death. I didn't know what, what is going on after death. So that's, that's my, my experience. So I wandered for about 20 or 30 years to search for God. I didn't know who is God. And I didn't have a chance to get the Bible during that time. So that was... My a little bit of history, and uh, yeah. American missionary came to China. His name was James burry I had I had the chance to meet him, and to and I, I got my first Bible to study in my twenty eight. I was twenty
1: eight. Your first time I, taking up a Bible was twenty eight years old. Yeah, when I was twenty eight. Wow. Is it difficult? Was it difficult to get your hands on a Bible in China with the the prior culture that was happening? Right now, it's quite easy to get the Bible
2: today. But, but back time, then, in the past, back then, it was very difficult. Yeah. There was a few churches in the in my city, but it's so hard for me to to know how to come in. For the mm-hmm. first time I visited a church, I saw a few old ladies were doing something very special very strange for me they may worship that time so I, I didn't know what's going on I didn't know how to talk to them
3: mm-hmm.
0: You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship podcast We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors
1: God knows more than all of us in fact you probably want to know more about what he truly knows Thankfully, he wrote a bunch of it down in the Bible. Hungry for Wisdom podcast is an all-you-can-eat buffet of God's guidance to live skillfully in this world. Jesus deserves disciples. Listen to the podcast by searching Hungry for Wisdom on your favorite podcast app today. The book Modern Women Hate, Advice on How Women Can Avoid Dying Alone. This book explains how women can attain long-lasting meaningful, and healthy relationships. Vincent and Doomy have collected the most controversial, powerful, and useful ideas, wove them into a readable thread, and organized them into sections for easy reference. Find your copy by searching the book Modern Women Hate" on Amazon today. In a little bit more of your testimony, what I see here is you were talking a little bit about a toothache, and you had a little bit of, of a situation with this. Tell our audience about that a little more.
2: Yeah, when I was uh, become a, a Christian in my twenty nine, probably, and uh, I found uh, I I thought I found the answer, who was the creator, the question in my mind was solved, so I was too much excited, so I I feel there was so great a God answer all my questions and all the problems all the problem in my mind. So I know the answer for the death, for the future. So I overworked too much for the church and too much for my business at that time. And so I was, I lost my voice that time because I talked too much. You still can't hear my voice, it was not very, it was very low and I lost my voice. I lost my health that time. And then suddenly, I in a day I had this serious toothache it's here, this 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 spot. And uh, that time I missed the point how the salvation came to me. I thought I got the idea probably from the church that you should work hard. You should work hard to, to. By the salvation. They didn't, they didn't say that exactly, but they, mm. they tried to make people feel that way. And like you, I earned, also,
1: like you, you work and then receive it from God like this. Yeah. And wow. yeah, I, I need to get some qualification to deserve that great gift mm-hmm. because I was too
2: bad. I need to change myself. A lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. We probably call that the legalism in this time, yeah. but I didn't know it was so hard. And then I was so lucky, I studied by myself, I studied uh, Solomon's judgment uh, story, I meditated for a few months, I had questions about this story, I didn't understand why the whole Israeli nation respected him, only because this simple
1: story, I didn't understand why. Can you tell well, our audience the story again, just so they can remember the story that you're talking about? You mean the Solomon's judgment? Yeah, the judgment of Solomon, yeah. Yeah, the two women, two prostitutes,
2: they fought for the baby. So both of them claimed the baby is theirs, is oh. hers or hers. But uh, they have to go to the king to have that the sword and solomon quickly command the person to use the sword to cut the baby because they fought they fought anyway they will split the baby and so they okay i help you i cut the baby so you get half you get half that's the problem and uh, her solutions seemed very foolish actually it looked very foolish to cut the baby into two, this was the innocent baby. And then the mother, the real mother, uh, suffered. She was willing to give up, to surrender. That's yours to cut the baby out, to save the baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so everyone outside the the case, the observers, they see that so clearly so that's the story oh that mm-hmm. story saved me i asked a lot of people so uh do you feel solomon were really determined to cut the baby or he just uh, pretended to mm-hmm. cut the baby? I challenge a lot of people around me so almost everyone said to me he pretended
3: mm-hmm. it was
2: not real but so that yeah. didn't satisfy me didn't satisfy me. I thought this, it just showed him very.
1: very He pretended, but what if it didn't work? You know, then what? Then what? Yeah. Then he'd have to do it. I don't know. Yeah, so it it didn't make sense. I Mm -hmm. checked
2: with people. So when I had that toothache, that was so, so severe. And on the moment, I almost uh, smelled death. Have you ever experienced smelling the death? Never smelling death? i mean I, I almost taste the death, the, the mm. feeling of the death, death. You know i I and the death is so close
3: mm.
2: i cannot almost I cannot breathe, and the time stop. Mm. but when you were in the pain, the time is slower and slower when you have, when you suffer, time slower and slower, but it was
3: to the point, the time stopped.
2: So I felt that I was desperate. And as a Christian, I pray, I pray a lot, but it didn't work, nothing happened. As a Christian, I know there was Jesus and there, there is God, he can do everything. So I pray, I asked him to save me, but it didn't work. Nothing happened. So I thought my prayer was wrong. Not like the pastor they can pray so beautifully. So I have to change my words. I have to ask in different ways. I have to bow down, lie down, and so I was so much struggled with the, the pain. And didn't work. On the point of the time stop for me the picture of the Solomon judgment came into my mind. On that moment, I realized that I was that baby, that dying baby. That dying baby cannot save himself. Whatever he did, actually he couldn't do that. He he couldn't do anything, but he cannot just save himself. His life depends on his mother risking everything to save him so his salvation was from his mother on that moment i understood the salvation so i stopped struggling As i thought I, I talked to jesus on that moment i lie down i talked. i prayed the lord this is your business if you don't if you don't save me it's your job this pen, I'm not responsible for my pen. You're responsible. If you don't save me, it's fine. But I know
3: you surely will save me. So I stop. And then I saw the angels came down.
2: At the moment I realized, oh, there was, there were really angels. We read the Bible. I know there was angels, but they came. But they came here. So as the as the, my scripture, my friends help me to describe the angels. I I talked to the story to my friend. So I saw a group of bright angels coming down from heaven. They were approaching in a square formation. Each of them were wearing white clothing. So I believe there were ancient uh, sense. They saw angels, and they. Apply their uniform, their clothing to the doctor. They they, they dressed like doctors. White. And they were flying. And their eyes so gentle, like a pigeon's. Bright and gentle. And they were all holding mighty tools in their hands. Their hands are here. So everyone had their, had the tools in their hands. So the angel came straight into my side where my tooth were aching. On that moment, I noticed that there was also a regiment of black-clothed angels. They didn't form, form in order. They were like a mess. They, it seemed they were trying to struggle with each other, but they desperately want to kill, kill me. And, uh, and then they, they began to fight. The only way I saw the white angels can defeat the black angels is because me, uh, leave the battle alone. If I'm the interfere, if I try to mm-hmm. make myself so active, to pray and I will do, I need your help. If I have too much I or self, I stop their fighting.
3: Mm.
2: And I suffer. So I have to leave the battle and watch, and act in the victory, because the victory not from from my side; it's from the white angels. And, and what a great started. reminder
1: of that, you know? Because so many times in our life, we're going through struggles, we're going through pain, and we're trying to solve it ourselves. Even yeah. if we trust God, we're like, "Man, I I just gotta just gotta do something to take this pain away." And no, you're saying that it's in God's hands, and that's such a great reminder.
2: Yes, we want to be particulars Yes, to have our something. We need something to show we, we are part of that salvation. Mm-hmm. We are not. We are, we are the complete beneficiary no. from the battle. So we can win the battle every time, actually. But if you are in the middle, you, you stop the heavenly help. I think when we made a lot of mistakes often.
1: And moving forward from that moment, when you had this experience, how did you feel after that? Like, God loves me so much, because hearing from it from you, I'm like, God loves you so much. He gave you this amazing encounter, even though you were in pain. He gave you this amazing vision to understand salvation and understand how much He loves you. What were your thoughts about that?
2: Yes, yes. And uh, then the, when the black angel defeated and the white angels began to do the operation in my in my tooth, but I can hear the, the sound of the my tooth, tooth. Because I had that experience when I was very young with my eyes. I saw I I, I feel that. And then very suddenly the pen disappeared quickly. And then the white angel disappeared as well. And then I wondered for a while. I never thought this is a man being saved in th- this special way. I never learned that. I never thought that. Mm-hmm. This is the way. It's simple. It's, uh, it's simple. It's easy. And I had the, I had the sound, rest, and the child like sleep. It's like a baby.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I never slept that well. I, I don't worry It seems all the worry taken away and the scene the and the, all the problem all the problem are becoming smaller and smaller it's nothing disappeared and uh, i wondered actually for a few months about this i didn't tell anybody about this this miracle and uh, i checked with the uh, that missionary's wife, she she's a Canadian doctor. I talked to her. She said, "Oh, maybe so. They have some experience with the with the patient, and when they try to fix the problem, the the sick people always always struggle and fight the, the treatment. So that stops their the best result. So they, they have to use some special medicine to calm them down.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They have to." stop and then the medicine work very very much similar she said okay
1: so i learned in as a missionary myself it, it reminds me and i preached this recently that this this concept that god doesn't need us as missionaries he wants us as missionaries you know he's not we i need you dallas to go to brazil to go to china i need you God is doing work just like this, like what you encountered without us, without the missionaries, without the pastors. God is encountering his people. He just allows us to participate. And so it's so amazing to hear stories like this where God interferes, where God sends his angels, and he doesn't need us people to save people. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? It's such a good reminder that God is getting the glory, that there's no glory to anyone else other than to him. That's it. No, I'm just a dying baby. I'm nothing. That's it. Man, God is so good. He loves us so much. And and what else can you tell us about this testimony, maybe how people received telling this testimony after? Yes, I I use this testimony to teach my children
2: in the school. It's Mm -hmm. easy. Everyone can understand. And also... That, that happened actually 20 years ago. And uh, now I still can see the value. Why compl- combine this, this story, the Solomon's judgment, who is the wise man, and also like the book of Romans? The Romans is hard to understand in many ways. Talk about the death, the newborn, the condemnation, the justification. Mm-hmm sometimes makes my students confused but when you put them together the old testament and new testament actually they are exactly the same message it's like the father is like the solomon on the throne and this is the women the two women represent the devil and christ and the human and the people observers are like the angels hmm. they want to watch uh,
3: so it, it's like a judgment yeah
2: it, it's judgment story hmm. it's perfect so and uh, you know the children when they were inspired by the spirit they can see the vision and the dreams in their young mind god talked to them so a lot of miracles
1: happen in Christian
2: schools. God mm. talked to them directly sometimes.
1: And that's the best. Man, I love it when God speaks directly. Mm. Yeah. For example,
2: my, my nephew, he didn't, he didn't believe God he was sent to my school. And he, he didn't want to t- attend the class. He didn't pray. Mm. But he liked to play. So one morning, he didn't want to get up to attend the class. And a voice called him. He said,
3: "It's, it's snowing, to so go out
2: and play." And he got up. He said, "Oh, it's snowing!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was so happy, and he played. And he said, "Oh, there was God. God liked to talk to the children, and to encourage them, not by not by the code uh, theology." teaching for the children. So when the teachers and the principal, they have the right understanding of the salvation and they cover the children, they protect the children, the children Mm -hmm. can have the
1: great freedom
2: to enjoy the true religion.
1: Yeah, tell us a little bit more about your Christian boarding school, that you are the headmaster, you're the principal of of the school. So tell us a little bit more about that. What are some of the activities you have the children do, or what are the, the foundational points of the school?
2: Well, the school actually was was established in nineteen ninety eight, probably. I joined the school in two thousand five, and uh, my wife and I visited the school, and uh, we saw the teachers wash the children's clothing in the winter time. It was very cold and we thought oh we should do something for them to pay we donate something to to change their condition and uh, we my, my wife was touched by the spirit of the teachers and then we decided to stay to help the it, it, it was a very poor village and uh, The children are from the churches, different churches of China, and also from the government. The government didn't have orphanage at that moment, that time, and they send uh, their disabled kids to us. So we raised them up, and uh, we also taught the students the Bible, which was very much against uh, our policy in China, but the local community tolerated us because they thought those children were. So helpless, and uh, so I was the principal. I was teacher, and also I was a fundraiser. I have to back money everywhere. That was so difficult during that time for for about 80 years. And uh, we developed a lot of uh, a good good way for students to study the Bible. For example, we have the four books. So every child have to. Do the homework every day so the first book is the students should study the four gospels every day to read the story of jesus and the second book we call this confession book they have to see something wrong uh, write something wrong they commit every day and also they have to remember record the good behaviors at the neighbors and the friends show to them and also their daily activities. So we try mm-hmm. to draw the student's mind from self to Jesus, and for the other people's good behaviors. So we converse, con- converse people, uh, children's young mind. Because our mm-hmm. natural ways, we judge people, we condemn people, we don't believe God. We we change it completely. So that every you don't have to study that. It yeah. works very well for the spiritual mm-hmm. lessons.
1: Whenever I was in Asia as well, I was in Thailand and Cambodia, and I was a part of a Christian boarding school in Cambodia as well. And I miss my time there working with the children. They were, I don't know what the ages are in your school, but they were probably around 7 to 12, around this age. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah most Man, it was so cool working with these children, and, and a lot of them spoke English actually. I don't know about in China in your school, but a lot of the children spoke English in Cambodia. A lot.
2: Oh, yeah, they could. But
1: my students, we only studied uh, speak to Chinese. Mm-hmm. Wow. Tell us a little bit about your business as well. You said you have a business in China. Well, we, we work for the
2: attorneys and the law firms because my major was law in the university. And also, I developed an uh, international relationship. For example, this afternoon, a man called me, uh, my student father, who said uh, he need a partner from Argentina. He, he's, he's trying to look for a partner who can sell the berries from that area, because China China like to have a lot of berries, berries from Argentina, and they, they can sell here in a very good price. So I develop those kind of relationships for the international business. So if you have that to someone from that area to recommend, we welcome that.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in what kind of berries
2: specifically? I, the, The 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 right berries is very famous in Argentina. Mm -hmm. They export it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And what what specific type? I don't know. I can send to you later. Okay, sounds great. I can send to you. And also I recruit students from China, wealthy families. Mm -hmm. So they study overseas,
1: uh, Christian boarding schools. So I do Uh The kind of business. Amazing. Paul, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, honestly, you were a little fearful to start the podcast today because you said that English is not your first language, but I want yeah. to tell you that the testimony that you shared about Solomon's judgment and about your salvation and about how, how God reached out to you specifically, I think that's one of the most powerful testimonies we've had on our podcast in a long time. And here's the reason why, because God gets 100% of the glory. And so I want to, I want to encourage you. Thank you for sharing everything that you shared about your orphanage, the school, your business, your testimony. Keep sharing, keep sharing the story with the children. Keep sharing the story with the people that you encounter because it's valuable. It's a very simple story of Solomon, but it's so, so powerful, so impactful, and it parallels jesus saving us and he he died for us and he set us free and and the book of romans there's no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus he reconciles us and and so it's so beautiful so yeah, thank so you so thank much for everything you shared today actually i have most stories from my children
2: <laughs> and their, yeah go ahead their, their experience and visions
3: are bigger than mine mm. and uh,
2: they, you know, that's why my mission, today you ask me what the n- name of my mission, my ministry, I said I should call the angels my eyes. Mm-hmm. Because when we were taught that we should look at Jesus, so, but we should teach the children more specific uh, the skills.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But when you look at Jesus, sometimes that cannot guarantee you understand. People, a lot of people look at Jesus. In jesus time but he didn't get it
3: Mm -hmm.
2: so that's why i say hey we should use the eyes of the holy spirit and angels so we should be out of myself so like me in the in the vision i was out of the my pain i saw i was a dying baby if i was not out i i always feel i'm something but i'm nothing
1: but mm-hmm. so that, uh, that is the name of my ministry <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and, and it goes back to that point again that it, God doesn't need us but he allows us to participate in the work that he's doing in the earth because we're nothing outside of Christ what are we you know we came into this world with nothing and we're going to leave with nothing and so our relationship with God is the most valuable thing on this earth
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I think that's, a, that's something that we can all receive today from, from your time here. If you yeah. could leave our audience with one overall thought, one overall point, what do you think that would be today? So oh, you mean, say again, please? Yes, if you could leave our audience with one overall important message, what do you think that would be? For
2: your podcast? Mm-hmm.
1: For our audience to hear today
2: i think your podcast is very it's amazing you give me chance to express myself and uh, you encourage you make me comfortable and uh, encourage me to explain everything so it's great ideas than Mm. the common preach it's not boring it's a it's a
3: discussion
2: i think deeply yeah
3: it's very good
1: amen (laughs) if you could give our audience one piece of advice from everything you shared as well what do you think that would be too well i would say we should stop
3: struggling and the sword Hmm. and i mean
2: We are under a lot of uh For example, we have emotion problem, we have family problem, and we have spiritual problem, business problem. I consider they are all like the sword upon the baby. The baby cannot fight the sword.
3: Only your mother your
2: savior can remove the soul from you. So I want to uh, tell my fellow Christians, we should uh, stop practicing the wrong way. We Mm. should stop uh, uh, fighting the difficulties by our own strength. Like my testimony demonstrated, we should stop, I mean, the spiritual level. Not at the physical level. The physical, you should work hard. You should study hard. But in the spiritual level, you should stop. You're
1: yeah. a dying baby. And you will be blessed. I receive that today, Paul. <laughs> I receive it. Thank you so much. If you can end our time together with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Okay.
2: So I'll pray. Okay. Oh Father in heaven, we we thank you that uh, we have this great time to share the ideas the your mercy and we are nothing we we totally depend on you and we should let you take a uh, responsibility of our pains our suffering or all problems so i want to bless all the audience all the listeners today and especially Dallas, uh, to make him go ahead with his ministry, to share the good news to the end. And by my Savior, Jesus Christ's name, Amen. Amen.
0: You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.